I'm your host, Cags, and sitting here with me is the man with the beard as red as the fires of hell, the man whose stuffed dinosaur is never far from arm's reach, the inspiration behind Jason Momoa. Hello, Bluey. Well, hello, and I'm glad to see you got it right. (laughs) (laughs) Which part? Oh, the, uh, the inspiration behind Aquaman himself. Nice work, love. Great intro. I'm going to have to step it up for next week. Well, you know. That's all right. Um, look, it's time for the icebreaker. Are you ready for your icebreaker? Let's do this Titanicness. Okay. So, if you were to build your own Mount Rushmore, who would be on it? Oh, jeepers. Mm, it's a hard one. It's a tough one. It doesn't have one. to be politicians. It'd be my dad. Oh, you'd put the big kahuna on. The big kahuna, <laughs> big kahuna, front and centre. That's nice. He'd be definitely in there. And I definitely would like to put... Some Australian icons would okay. have to go, would have to be there. Um, Steve Irwin. <laughs> Steve Irwin, let's give him a Guernsey. Steve, Steve, Irwin, Steve Irwin, the crocodile man. Bindi, the pickle. Oh, the dog. The dog, she's the dog up, there. up there. Yeah, immortalise nice. her on Mount Rushmore. You lucky thing. Got one more. Um, Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a weird Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and I'm very disappointed. You did give me the heads up about this question. Yeah, so I did, because I, have I a knew it would think, be a hard And then one. totally forgot about it. Yeah, I had a feeling so, you were going to yeah, do that. Yeah, thanks, thanks for giving me the nudge. But, no, That's yeah, okay. my old man would definitely get up there, I think. Um, That's cute. I, I reckon old um, John Howard. No, John, not John Howard. What? Maybe um, <laughs> who's the guy that could drink the pint really quickly? Oh, who was that? Was that Bob Hawke? Bob Hawke. Yeah. Give him a Guernsey. You reckon? Why not? Okay. He can slam cool. down a pint. Purely because he can drink piss. Purely because he can drink piss. Okay, yeah. I'm into it. I like it. So, yeah, no, I'd like to come back on that and think about think about who I'd like up there. Do before. you want me to try and remember to ask you again at the end? Yes. Probably won't remember. Do you think you'll remember? I will have time to think about it. I will remember, yes. Okay, but you've got to listen to the story as well. Oh, I have to listen to the story. Do you want to hear mine before we move on? Yeah, I would. So my Mount Rushmore would be David Bowie. David Bowie. Alice Cooper. Coops. Tom Waits. Yep. And Johnny Cash. Okay, yeah, cool. Yep. I had time to think about it. Yeah. And I remembered to think about it. Cool. So Blue Dog, I'm really looking forward to this week. Let's do it. I'm not going to tell you straight up what we're talking about. Instead, we're going to try something different. Yep. Okay? So I want you to bear with me. Here's what I want you to do. You ready? I'm excited. You should be. Close your eyes. Close my eyes? Yep. I want you to close your eyes. You too, listener? Unless you're driving, in which case, please keep your eyes open. Okay. Now envision it's the 1890s. Listen to my voice. You are one of two shearers camping the night beside a water hole in central western Queensland. We're not break back, getting break that mountain, are yeah, we? Yeah, we are, yeah. Okay. You are sitting opposite the campfire from each other. Maybe you laid your head down on your saddlebag to sleep. <sighs> the night is warm, still, quiet. You're breathing deeply, drifting off. <sighs> Suddenly you hear something odd. A soft, distant noise... It resembles a wailing cry. 
The noise rapidly grows nearer, louder. The cry, the cry appears to be in different keys, all at once, like no sound ever uttered by a human voice. It grows louder and louder still. It feels like your eardrums will burst. You are surrounded by this unnatural shriek, frozen in place, too terrified to move. Then, just as suddenly as the sound, sound began, it subsides, diminishing in volume rapidly. Then suddenly the bush is plunged into deathly silence again. You can come back now, Louie. Oh, wow. That was nice. Welcome to the tale of the whaling at Wilga Waterhole. The whaling at Wilga Waterhole. Yeah. Have you There's heard about this before? A lot of wobble use in that. I like it. <laughs> a lot of wobble use. A lot of wobble use. <laughs> Have you heard of the Wilga Waterhole before? No, I don't think so. No. But um, time will tell. Time will tell. Did you like my intro? I thought the intro was splendid. Thank you. I was really happy Thank with you it. for that. It got me in the mood. Oh, for some, some wobbles. No, well, okay. kind of to start with, I thought cool, we were cool, going cool. down that line. I mm. thought, uh, and I'm cool for that. I'm, I'm in. I'm, you know, 2022. Oh. Well, that's good to know. So. Okay. So before I go on, let's do references. We've got twistedhistory.net.au, medium.com, pedestrian.tv, mysteriousuniverse.org, and the All Aussie Mystery Hour podcast, I think is about number episode 58. Cool. When the aforementioned shearers that I just told you about told their story at the shearing set, shed after they'd hightailed it out of there, it was received with derision by most, but others mentioned that the waterhole was a notorious spot and that the Aboriginals always avoided it. Some of the older shearing hands said that horses were scared of it and drovers admitted they could never get their cattle to rest there. So the Wilga waterhole is located about 100 k south of a town called Longreach. Yeah, Longreach in central Queensland. And to be frank, it doesn't look like much. It's just a small water hole along the Baku River in the scrub. It's very unremarkable and innocuous looking along the same lines as any little water hole in the middle of nowhere. It's not much bigger than the little, little, you know, swampy kind of... Dam. Yeah, not even as big as a dam. It's very small. Okay. Um, I should have probably found your photo, but I didn't. So you have to use your imagination. Okay. But she's only way... Um, this particular waterhole in the middle of nowhere has one hell of a spooky reputation, though, Bluey, because as you may have suspected from our intro, this bitch haunted. She's haunted. She's a haunted hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, haunted oh, hole. oh, no. <laughs> 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 a haunted hole. A haunted hole. That's we got amazing. a haunted hole. Uh, the Wilga waterhole has been scaring the fucking shit out of passers-by for over 100 years with the eerie wailing of an unseen entity as well as other heebie-jeebie-inspiring phenomena. Yep. Cattle driven all day to exhaustion will stampede when the sun goes down despite fatigue. Horses will bolt. Animals will not ever drink from the water, no matter how thirsty they are. Skanky. It's probably skanky. Local legend states the Wagga waterhole has been the subject of reports of blood-curdling screams and devilish, unearthly shrieks at night since the mid-1800s. According to these reports, the screams will rise in volume until they are near ear-piercing before suddenly stopping. The night plunged into eerie silence afterwards. That sounds very fucked. Yeah. Or is it like a whistling trees? No. I don't think... I mean, we'll, we'll read on and you'll see sort of why I don't think that that's the case. But when I was re researching this, right, I got a really clear idea in my, my imagination of what this must be like and I fucking hate it. 
it's very horror movie sounding to me, like the idea of like a silent bush and all of a sudden this like really loud building noise that builds right up until you can almost, you know, feel like your fucking brain's going to explode and then all of a sudden bang silence. Oof, no. I hate it. It's really creepy. Okay. Very scary. So the locals know to steer clear of the accursed waterhole, but the law tells of a pretty well-known story around those parts of a couple in their 1890s who decided to build their shack at the waterhole. Cool. Which I reckon would normally make sense. It's a water source in the Australian outback. Shit's priceless. Um, Story goes the station hand and his wife built a little slab and bark hut out there. The wife was described as a typical bushwoman. So I bet she was tough as shit. Tough as. Um, let's name her. What should we name? Uh, Mildred. Mildred. That's fucking brilliant. Millie for sure. Millie for sure. Oh, she sounds sweet. Yeah. Bet she had massive boobs. Like, those, had, like big farmhouse boobs. She had big farmhouse boobs. She wore a little tartan skirt and she used to like to skip. Oh, no, maybe really not. sounds delightful. Yeah. And she had waterfront property, so she was pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah, she did. Pretty happy with that. <laughs> So I read a quote saying that she was sensible, practical, and accustomed all her life to the loneliness of the outback. She sounds like a boss-ass bitch. Really is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Imagine what her life must have been like. Tough. Yeah, fucking hard as fuck. She probably didn't skip all that much, to be honest. But fucking, yeah, I bet she was tough as nails. Tough as. So one night, Millie, one night shortly after moving in, the fella's delayed on his way home. He's delayed some. Arriving late, he finds his Sheila, we'll say Millie, in a fucking state, hysterically describing appalling shrieks coming from the nearby waterhole. He reckons she got all worked up at the sound of some fucking nocturnal bird. Like she hasn't heard a fucking bird before. I mean, she's probably heard fucking nocturnal birds like a hundred times, right? Could do. If it, she'd know it if it was a she bird. Knows it's a she'd bird. just be like, that's a fucking bird. That's a bird. Typical. Soon after this experience, Husband, um, Donald. Don. Don. Donald. Don, D-man. for short. Yeah. Uh, so Don's away for two whole nights, which in itself would be shit, like being out in the bush for yourself. By yeah, she's probably by used to it, though, if you ever had to go to she's town or anything like that. She's absolutely used to it. But he'd, he'd probably be a couple of days round yeah. trip, maybe. Yeah, still, though, I reckon it just sounds a bit shit. Um, so he's away for two nights. And when he returns, he finds Millie even more distraught. Um, I bet being out there alone, fucking, you get wound up pretty easy. Oh, it's easy to get a bit wound up on yeah. your own and not. But fucking chuck this shit on top of the poor chick. It's going to fucking get to you. Again, she tells him of the wailing, which had driven her almost to madness. For two nights, man. Dropped her for two. This time he found her in a semi-demented condition, which sounds fucking pretty shit. Thankfully, this time, he believes her, and they move the fuck out that very day. No one ever lived in that specific hut again. So to me, that's a pretty compelling story. So they moved out. They moved the fuck out. Is there any... They built that place. Is there any reason other than the shrieking they moved out? No, nothing that I could find. Purely that she had been driven to near madness, and so he was like, all right, well, let's fucking Amscrow. This waterhole's getting a... Bit of a reputation. It is. It's building. Look, I find that story pretty compelling. This babe lived in the scrub. She was no fucking noob. She was no precious flower. She knew the sounds of the bush. 
And this noise scared the absolute fucking shit out of her. That's not nothing. Uh, One of the last recorded, or the most recent, yeah, the last recorded families to live in the waterhole is the Scoothorpe family. I think it's Scoothorpe. We're going to go with that. Scoothorpe. Father James was the overseer for the shearing shed at station. Mr. Scoothorpe's daughter talked about her experiences in her old age. She said she, her older sister, and her mother used to hear the ghost and strange cooeys coming from the empty bush. A cooey coming from an otherwise silent bush sounds scary as hell, though, right? Yeah, I would be definitely not impressed if I heard a key, a cooey from nowhere. From nowhere. Coming out of like nowhere. Taunting you. A taunting cooey. Horrible. Yes, it yeah. push your buttons. That freaked me out. Doesn't sound like they moved out like because of it, though, so they're mental. They might like the, they could have been cooing back. You know, back and forth. Why? Well, so That'd be horrible. <laughs> so it's well known that animals avoid the area, which, I mean, that's important because water is really rare out in the scub and water holes are usually hubs of life. Yes. Uh, yet despite this fact, there are no birds, no wildlife of any kind. Cattle, sheep, horses all refuse to drink there. Um, in most cases, even approach. Often, cattle and horses will actually break out of paddocks that have been placed nearby uh, and they you. stampede away in fear. I wonder if it's still like this. Well, I'll tell you a little oh, bit about what sorry. it... That's okay. It's, it's on private property now. Okay. It's on a station. Um, but look, circling back, you know a little bit about horses. Are there other reasons why they'd break fences and run like that, yeah, like I, on the rake? Horses are pretty flighty creatures, can yeah. be pretty flighty. So, yeah, even a... A crazy wind can get them all frisky and carrying on. Yeah, so. What about a horrible wailing? Yeah, horrible wailing. Depends. (laughs) If it happens enough, they'd get used to it. It's like anything. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Something like that happens enough, they'd get used to it. But uh, they could have just been a bit of heebie jeebies. They got the heebie jeebies. They got the heebie jeebies. It sounds like horses. In an article in 1942 edition of the Long Reach Leader, which I guess was a paper, one rancher said, and this is a quote, I do not believe in ghosts. Should I try and do an accent? No. Yes. I don't know what accent to do. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I'm so bad at accents. I don't accents. believe in ghosts. I'm not having but... any of that. <laughs> Fetch my paper and my pint. But I have heard the screams. Now, see, I'm terrible at accents. I can't even. So I do not believe in ghosts. But I have heard the screams. I do not believe in ghosts, but I have heard the screams. Which have been so much discussed wherever Western men congregate. That's a bit harder, that sentence. It's a harder sentence. Congregate. That's awful. And I know for a fact that stock will not camp on the banks of the Wilga waterhole. Nay. On one occasion, they say nay. <laughs> <laughs> on one occasion, I tried to camp a mob of old cows quite close to the waterhole. Most of them were milkers, and I thought that nothing would frighten them. Eventually, oh, everything went well until about 9pm. Then they started to rush and ring. What do you suppose that means? Oh, they probably had bells on, you eh? might ring their own bells. Maybe. That's what I'd do if I was a cow. I'd I ring would. My bell. I'd ring it all the time. Then they started to rush and Get ring. Get off my bell. <laughs> In the morning, we were a good three miles from camp. They, they were a good three miles from camp. The horses always made a break during the night. The horses also made a break during the night 
and were found badly rung with hobbles. I don't know what that means. Yeah, hobbles is um like they put hobbles handcuffs, like handcuffs, that go on the front of their oh that's legs, terrible, like just like above a, their hoof. So like a yeah. steering lock, kind of like a steering lock. So it's a bit of chain or a bit of leather between, and they're not sort of. You know, you can buy hobbles now with like nice wool lined, but these are probably just so it's just oh, to stop the horses from fucking off. Yeah, so if you're camping up, if you're yeah, if you're driving along with your horse and you had a couple of horses, you'd hobble them, and then they could only piss off so far when you're sleeping. They can canter right. with them and kind of do a bit of a funny gallop canter mm. if they get scared or figure it out. But most of the time, they'll just yeah, just they wouldn't go too far. Interesting. They'll just eat and not can't walk far. So they were found. Badly rung with hobbles, standing, shivering in a corner about five miles from camp. So that's probably a long so, way yeah, to run with way. hobbles on. Yeah, like it's a funny sort of, if you've ever seen a horse canter, mm. it, um, yeah, you could imagine like having to canter with two front, yeah. their two front legs doing the exact same thing. Yeah, sure. That's very unnatural for them. Yeah, it is. So they've really got to want to get away. Yes. Mm, that's interesting. Accounts continue to scare the balls off the locals. And there's been plenty of explanations offered. There's a lot of tales and lore about what happened there and why, and so we're going to look at some of that stuff. Cool. One tale tells of a boundary rider who loses the plot and murders the fuck out of his wife and kids, after which his ghost is forced to linger in the waterhole, screaming in anguish and madness. That's apparently a pretty common, like, trope in ghost stories is, like, a parent who has killed their children and isn't allowed to pass over has to stay there and look for their children. Okay. So that's that's been used a few times in like paranormal stories. It's yeah. like a yeah, it's a thing. It's not often a man, which is interesting. The Longreach later published an article at one point which read a quote: um, "The boundary rider there went mad and after killing his wife and daughter, hid them down a well, and it's his mad cries that are heard." It is a fact that while sheep graze quietly in the paddock, cattle or horses, if put there, will always break the fence and get out. They simply refuse to stay there. So that was printed in 1942. So they've been talking about it for a yeah, while. Yeah, it's been happening. It's been going on. The newspaper continued to give an account of another pair of men who stayed at the station and heard a terrifying shriek coming from outside the hut. Needless to say, they didn't sleep much that night and in the morning they exited the small building. They found that their horses were gone as well. They later found them away, like quite some distance away. Yeah, okay. Another story is of a swagman who was just hitting the local snake juice a bit hard. Yep. Snake juice is the official term they use. I reckon that's like a moonshine yeah. kind of term. Moonshiny stuff, yeah, I'd say. It wouldn't be beer, it'd be like rougher. Yeah. So apparently he hit the local snake juice a bit hard and went mad and sat under a tree and cut his throat. Wow. At the waterhole. So he was probably drinking ethanol. Well, yeah, like maybe. Yeah, so I reckon you're right. ethanol in it. Yeah, it made him a bit mental. So the story says his ghost is wandering the area. I don't know if all of these ghosts are wandering the area. Just or getting if about. it's just Local watering hole. Yeah. Local hang. In the early days, a young Nothing's... man named Toby Coleman was lost in the area, and all that was found of him was his leg. Oh, really? Yeah. There's not really a lot of stuff out there that will eat, eat you up like that, though. Like, I reckon if he, like, died of exhaustion or exposure, his corpse could be made a meal out of by, like, wild dogs or, 
something. This griffin who's having a leg and Yeah, we don't have any like really big predators here. Like we don't have bears or wolves or anything. No. We've got dingoes. I don't think we've got dingoes in Queensland though, do we? Do we have know. dingoes in Queensland? Don't know. That's something we probably should do some research on. <laughs> Crocs, how far up? Central Queensland. Yeah, okay. Probably not Crocs. No. no. At any rate, there's a theory that his ghost haunts the area searching for his lost leg. It's a funny mental picture because he's probably hopping. Looking for his leg. Looking for his leg. Oh, he'd be worn out. Oh, it's exhausting. No wonder he's yelling about it. We've got the story of Wilfred. I think we had another Wilfred before, Wilfred of Ward 5. Wilfred of Ward 5. Yes, we've, we've got, got another a, Wilfred. Wilfred of the Wailing Waterhole. That's right. Um, so we've got the story of Wilfred, who was a murdered stockman. To be honest, I'm not sold on this story. It sounds a lot like racist propaganda, you know. Um, it, it was printed in the paper, it was reported on, but basically it says that a group of local Indigenous camped by Wilfred's paddock and they were given the sheep a hard go. Wilfred tried to move them on and a fight started when and Wilfred was murdered and his body was chucked in the waterhole. Sounds like defence. Probably deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine he was gentle with them. No. I don't know what the hell that story's about. But apparently after his body was found by drovers, the cops rode down and massacred the men, women and children oh, of the tribe. Jesus Christ. I mean, that part sounds like it probably happened, yeah, unfortunately, because that's absolutely what went terrible. on back then. Um, apparently one man and one young boy escaped into the bush. Yeah. So, you know, that sort of says that they probably lived to tell the tale, so maybe it, it was true. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some parts of it are true. Yeah. Um, another legend goes that there was a young man mobbed and lynched, his body tossed into the water hole. Bit of lynching. Bit of lynching. There's a bit going on. People get There's a lot going the on at the hole. water hole. That's why I wouldn't drink that water. I wouldn't drink it either. I don't blame the horses. No. Um still it's another right. Still another story speaks of a woman who lived in a nearby shack and there are ruins who went mad and killed her baby. Her remorseful spirit wailing for it for all time. There's apparently a bit of evidence to this one. Uh, uh, author Peter, Peter, Phil, where did I get Peter from? Phil brother, Shields. Brother, <laughs> Phil Shields investigated the history of the waterhole and wrote the quote, I was surprised to find the ruin of a building that was mentioned in the story. The hearth and some of the forked bearers which held up the little stockyard still remains. Bits and pieces of discarded rusty horse gear litter the site. Even a great greater surprise was that there are two graves down a ways from the ruin. Local legend has it that these circular graves are the final resting place of the mother and the baby. Oh, wow. The grave perimeters are ringed with hand-hewn, ancient weathered wooden stakes. One is larger than the other, and Ruthven's owner, Ruthven is the station, um, owners are quite sensitive to possible damage that visitors may cause to the graves, yeah. so please be respectful. That sure. was his quote. Um, so that's interesting because actually our graves there, which lends some credence to that story. Yeah. It could have just been a really hard place to get on. I think it's probably and plays a role. people just suffered and maybe a bit of mental illness and depression and, yeah. you know, that um, yeah, it would have been a hard landscape, and if you're struggling yeah. in yourself, it would have been that much harder. I'm sure that definitely plays a role. 
So there's also a story of a young boy who was killed by wild boars at the water hole. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's, there'd be a lot of boars out there. Well, that well, makes boars, sense, but it has happened, yeah. Yeah, well, boars and razorbacks eat a body. Pigs eat bodies. Yeah. yeah. They get hungry enough, they'll so, eat it. So old mate that was missing his leg, he could have been eaten by pigs. Chomped up. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, mm, delicious. <laughs> Another theory, Bluey, I like this theory, involves our old mate. The bunyip. The bunyip. You had to know the bunyip was going to get a mention. He's getting, he's getting about. He is. He's getting a mention. So I like this theory. I think this is a good, solid theory. Um, what do you reckon? Oh, I was at do the Do you start. remember all the information of the bunyip? Oh, the bunyip is wildly elusive. He is. But has transcended through cultures, mm. which I think is awesome for the bunyip. He's a mover and a shaker. He gets about. He's a partier, he but he's a bit of a lone wolf partier. He does things on his own. Sorry, I interrupted you. Were you going to say that you thought at the start that this could be a bunyip story? Well, I always think the bunyip can make an appearance in every story you tell. Mm-hmm. because Yeah, that's just, a safe assumption. Yeah, that's a safe assumption. So, yeah, I'm glad the bunyip has come back around. Nice. So if you, dear listener, don't know much about the bunyip, you can pop on back to episode four where we have a talk about that. I'm not going to get back into it here. Boring people. Theorise that the sound is an owl, more specifically the powerful owl. A, a powerful the owl? The powerful owl. There's, we have an owl called the powerful owl, and Ooh. I'm pretty sure it's our biggest owl. Yeah, we'd want to be. So sceptics blame the shrieks on the call of the powerful owl. Powerful owl. Powerful owl. He's pretty freaky looking. I Look, I think that's a bit piece where you got. Not happy with that? No. Look, I'll play it for you. Yeah, it's more of a bunyip. Oh, yeah. you got, you got the noise. I'm going to play it for you. Yeah, I'm going to play oh. it for you. And you can tell me what you think. But okay. I don't reckon that you describe this sound like the sound described in the reports. Okay. And I definitely don't think a hardened bushwoman would have had the shit scared out of her by it. Oh. But we'll have a listen and you can tell me what you think. Okay. I don't know how loud this is going to be. I might turn it down a little on here. I right up. This doesn't burst everyone's eardrums. That's nothing. Can you hear it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. You do a great owl impersonation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I'll skip forward a little bit because it makes some Sounds like old mate having a shag down the road, left his window (laughs) open. I don't understand if that could be a bit of an eerie noise. Oh, there's an interesting noise. Kind of has a bit of a, like, garbly noise. But, look, I don't think – let me turn this off. I don't think that that sounds like – what they've described it as. No. So it's also been suggested that there is an, there's an underground channel with air and water flowing through, which makes noises and howling sounds and stuff. But that's never been proven, so it's a bit cap. They didn't find it? No. In fact, no theory has been proven. It's all just speculation. To this day, the cause of the whaling at, at Wilga Waterhole remains unexplained. Oh. The waterhole is now located on private property. I read a few four-wheel drive blogs that said that they got permission from the owners to camp there, but if you're planning on taking a look, do reach out to the owners 
they may even have a story or two for you. Yeah. And if you plan to camp, maybe pack some earbuds. Yeah, oh, definitely. Tell me, Blue, what do you think of this story? Oh, look. The whaling at Wilga Water. I just think it was just hard times. Yeah. Hard times. Maybe people got a little bit hungry. They drank some dirty water mm. and went a bit silly, that went a bit crazy, be a and then heard noises like the massive owl and the, the great powerful owl. The powerful, powerful owl. owl. That powerful. And other yeah. things. So, yeah, or it just could have been our, I don't know, mm. trees with positions and bushes okay. were. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of, there was a lot of individual um, misery there. Yeah, there was. But there wasn't like, one person it was a place that's crimes. seen a lot of death. It was a, yeah, a lot of places that's seen a lot of misery. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but in through throughout time. So mm. I think that's that's crazy. It is crazy, yeah. Um, so that's all I've got for you on the whaling at Will Gold Waterhole. But, look, I have something for you. I have a little present for you this week, Bluey. Yeah. Because this week we have our first listener email. Woo! Yeah. yeah, thank you very much, listener. But yeah, yeah, we do. So I'm going to read you. This is and this is a perfect example, listeners, of what we're asking for in our emails. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read this email. This says, "Hey, Bluey and Cags. What up? When I was around 16, a friend and I decided it would be a great idea to head up to the old abandoned nunnery and church on the hill in town for a bit of a nosy." It was around 10 p.m., so the streets were dark and not a lot of traffic. First we went to the nunnery, which was behind the church. All the windows were smashed and the doors were all broken. It was creepy as fuck. We managed to spook ourselves out just walking around there for a bit, but nothing really happened there. Just wind through the creaky old doors and the rustling of trees. Then we decided to head over to the old church. Looking around, there was no broken windows or smashed doors. So we found a window that was open. Not hesitating, we began to try and climb through the window. Again, we were 16 and stupid. Get in there, have a look around. I think so. All of a sudden, the curtains started violently opening and closing. So, like, I think that that would have been, like, like curtains opening and closing. That's fucked. That's freaky. I would shit my pants. So the curtains started violently opening and closing scary thing was we could see inside and there was nobody there they were opening and closing on their own i felt sick and terrified then the old church bell began to chime not once or twice it just kept going as we ran out of there as fast as we could and didn't look back safe to say i never went up that old hill again that's a great story that is great that's a great and it story. signs off with cheers everyone yeah Boom, boom. Isn't that, was definitely, that amazing? Because you're 16, you're going to remember when I remember stuff yeah. when I was 16, especially something happens like that, and that would have been, oh, you would definitely got the adrenaline pumping. That's living. That's living. That's living. Ooh, Having the wee. shit scared out of you yeah. is living. And how it's like the most fun thing to do when you're young is do shit that's going to scare the fuck out but of you. If you did it with a friend, mm. hopefully that per, this person is still in contact with that friend and they can reminisce. Yeah. It'd be cool, you know, like do like the old 20 and 30 year anniversary of that time we had the shit scared out of us. Keep the story That's a alive. Nice idea. Get some t shirts printed. Yeah, I like that. Keep Have the some, story alive. Keep the story alive. I like it. And the only way to do that is you got to tell it. Do you want to know who the listener was? 
No. Okay, that's yeah, fine. I do. No, I do. That's fine. No, is no, I don't know. Why I said no. <laughs> I, I just want to keep you a mystery. So, just so listeners know, at this point, they could be anonymous. They just have to ask to be anonymous. If they don't ask to be anonymous, I'm gonna say their name. Yep. In this case, it was Teagues. Teagues. <laughs> oh, if I knew it was that, I would have called bullshit straight off of that. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's why I didn't tell you. That's a cool. That's a cool story, Teagues. Yeah. I haven't heard that I, one before. I so. should tell you as well. I was there that night. So it was you two? No, well, I was not the friend. Me and my you were, friend were, were waiting curtains. in the car. Oh. No, that wouldn't that be a great way to finish <laughs> that story out? Like I was doing the curtains. Yeah, duh, no, duh, duh. me, me and my friend were waiting in the car because we, I don't know, we were like, boyfriend. Nah, no, what's just, his name? Just a friend. No. Just a friend. Just a friend. With benefits? No. Right. Female friend. With benefits? No, no. All right, just that could a have friend. Been, that could have been hot. Oh. That's all right. Just a friend. Um, and so what? You dropped them we off. We were waiting in the car because we couldn't be bothered. We were being lazy. You're drinking two buck chuck. I think we probably were drinking two buck chuck. Oh, um, there and we never heard the bell ringing. Oh. And when Teagues and her friend came back to the car, and they were very shaken, and they they said, "Did you hear the bell?" And we both said, "No, the bell didn't ring. What are you talking oh. about?" And they were like, "No, the bell 100% rang." And rang a lot. Oh, that's cool. So isn't that interesting? Yeah. I remember that night. I remember very clearly. So is this the joint that was the old hospital where Audi is? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, there used to be a nunnery up there as well. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. before Audi was built. So there was Bumbling. the, you know where the church is, the one that got, yeah. so the church got picked up and moved by the tornado, yeah. got moved like six inches or something. So that church had a nunnery attached to it. And if you're listening, Jake, that's not as far as you think. <laughs> <laughs> having a podcast is you can insult people yeah it's great it's brilliant you won't hear it for another week it'd be great no that's a cool story i'm glad i heard it this way yeah not hearing it for a second time it was cool because i had no idea yeah so yeah that'd be awesome send some more yeah i appreciate that teagues thanks um we needed someone to sort of prime the pump a little bit so uh other listeners if you email us at darkside down under at outlook.com or you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram if you've got your own story. Could be paranormal, could be true crime related, um, could be cryptozoologically related, monsters, UFOs. Or just, just some really great story. Yeah, just, yeah, just send just us a, a really, really great gr- story. A really cool story. Any kind of dark story, was, any kind of story. Yeah. Really. Who likes interesting shit? So just, I do like interesting yeah. shit. If you've got a story about a mysterious wailing sound. Oh, please I'd feel fucking, free. I'd, I'd be in for that. Yeah. yeah. If you've got pictures, send them to us if you would like. <laughs> we like looking at stuff We do too. like pictures. We yeah. do. So that's it from us tonight. Bluey, do you want to sign us out? Oh, well, Dark Side Down Under, episode seven. seven. Very exciting. Seven weeks in. Tonight was probably the biggest slog for us because we, you know, both having big days at the moment and still trying to make mm. this commitment and not so much for me. I just rock up and say, talk, talk a bit. But uh, yeah, for CAG, she's, she's keeping it going. So that's really cool and we're enjoying it. But to, yeah, last week was awesome and this week was probably a bit of a slog for us to get through. But that's okay. You learn these. Yeah, Bluey yeah, threw I a drink across the accidentally room. Accidentally knocked the Bingley drink over and ice cubes everywhere. So, it, um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have those. So hopefully, uh, when it's edited up, it it comes across okay. Yeah. And please, yes, so. send through your suggestions. And yeah, dark side down under, out.
Wait, 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 wait. Before we go, we said we were going to circle back to your icebreaker, Bluey. Yep. So tell me, have you decided who is on your Mount Rushmore? Yes, I have. All right, shoot. All right, we're going to start off with old mate David Unipon on the old $50 bill. We've oh, all, is that who that is? We've all seen him. We've all had him in our pockets. And uh, good old South Aussie boy too. Second of all, another good old South Aussie boy. We're going to go Sir Donald Bradman. Oh. Get him up there, bat and all. And uh, the third, get amongst it, Kathy Freeman. Not quite. I don't think she's South Australian, but if it was, it'd be cool. Because we're getting across the board. But Kathy Freeman's in third spot. And uh, the old fourth spot goes to David Herbert, Edward Harvey Barrett, the big kahuna himself, my old man. So, yeah, <laughs> my old man's getting a gig. That's nice. So, yeah, that's my uh, Mount Rushmore. Lovely. There's four heads on Mount Rushmore? Yeah, there's four, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure there's four. Yeah. Um, yes, there's four. Cool. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. nice. That's, uh, we'll start off with that. Lovely. Well done, Bluey. Thanks very much. I did research, figured out why I had a criteria. Should I ask you for a, a, about each individual head or is that impressive? <laughs> oh, no, I think a lot of them have done a lot yeah. for for the country and yeah, no, I like for, that. Yeah, for, for their people and yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's good. The old man's done a lot for me. Yes. <laughs> He's an all around great guy. So yeah, that, that, that's that's my four. Great. I, I love it. Pretty cool. I'll get started on it right away. Nice. Yes, please do. Yeah. We'll, we'll check in with you next week and yeah. see how that's coming along. All right. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you very much, listeners. We're out. Send us your Mount Rushmores. Yes. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. send us your Mount Rushmores. Comment Mount on Rushmore's. Facebook or net, or Instagram. Yeah. Tell us who'd be on your Well, Mount we can Rushmore. have like creepy Mount Rushmore. Oh, that would be amazing. We could have Elvira, Vincent Price, yeah. Lee, and Boris Karloff. Definitely. Or Bella Lugosi. They have to fight over it. All right. Okay. Thanks, okay. guys. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye.